Jason Lee Podcast. Yo, 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 yo. I'm back with another episode of the Jason Lee Podcast. Um, what a week it's been. I have had a really good week, and I'm here back with my bullpen that is not blue, damaged, Melissa Porgio, or anybody else that's ever been on any show with me. I can't even imagine the many times Queen Latifah has been caught in public as the equalizer and been asked about living single. I mean, we all have grown, and thank you to all of you that continue to grow with the podcast. This is really my space to let off what I think. You know, a lot of you out there have been trying to control my narrative taking advantage of my mourning and my grieving and the vulnerability you think that I am out here displaying, and I am, but I'm going to snap out of it and I'll be back to uh, my normal, original, perceivably messy self next week. But anyway, this has been a crazy week. I want to say big shout out uh, to Survivor Speaks, the uh, event that I went and spoke at this past weekend with a group of people who have been grieving and who have survived uh, violent crimes. And some would say they were victims, but I look at nothing but survivors. I went and spoke. I had Tamar Braxton, Ashanti, Ashanti's sister, who came and shared her story of domestic violence. It was very, very powerful. So to all the people out there in Sacramento, shout out to Ashanti and Tanish um, uh, for having me for my second year. And I look forward to be working with a, a lot of you moving forward. And if you're out there and you've ever been a, a victim or a survivor of a violent crime, please make sure that you're getting through your process. And I, you know, it was interesting to be able to go out there and speak in a room about how I've overcome grief while I was mourning. You know, it was the first time I'd actually found myself giving people advice that I was actively telling myself I had to take. And I think the thing that I've learned the most this past week is that I'm human. We're all human. And sometimes we're told that we just have to be on all the time or, you know, your family is going through stuff or, you know, we're all going through things. I just I just have been trying to tell myself, especially that night, as I was looking at all these people who are crying about their sons being killed or their brothers being murdered or being raped or whatever, that Tamar said something that stuck with me. She said the one thing that she realized after, you know, she had tried to commit suicide is that the only thing that comes tomorrow is tomorrow. <laughs> like Fair tomorrow reason. is the only thing that that comes when tomorrow comes. And so to be able to work through that, it's been a process. Uh, and I just want to say to all of my team and the people out there that have been supporting me, it has been a very rough couple weeks. But like I told myself today and I wrote in my journal, I'm going to be back on because we do have to continue to push through. And we have, want to push through for those of you that are showing up. Now, look, now that I got that out of the way. Let's be extraordinarily clear. I showed up today to do my job. If I was selling fries at McDonald's or if I was taco in at Taco Bell, I would still have to come and put that meat in between them buns. Hey, yo. What? I'm uh, talking about burgers. Oh. Are you sure? Well, either way, a job needs to be done. And um, this damn drum board. It's the tea with Jason Lee. Now, you know, the last time I talked about this senior citizen, a lot of you had a lot to say online, and I don't want any smoke, but I have to say, I didn't call for the asset. Can you please take Miss Thing down? Thank you. Um, go ahead, put her back up. Because just like that, here she is again. We all know Miss Warwick is all over social media, and this is why, this is the only reason why I'm glad all my grandfathers and grandmothers are dead. What? Because who the hell says no, I'm glad? Well, no, I'm not glad they're dead. I'm saying that because I'm in the world of social media now and I'm on, 
I am glad that old people in my life who come from a generation where they don't understand that you don't need to tweet and post everything aren't around. <laughs> right, because right. this is where my mother or my grandmother or grandfather or somebody would be actively tweeting, you ain't say that when you was, you know, doing things. <laughs> right, it embarrassed Well, Miss Dionne Warwick, she's back, and we all know her for singing. And yes, I used to joke about her nostrils, but you guys didn't like that, so I'm going to leave them alone. Either way, she, Auntie Dionne is back in the news, and she's known for speaking her mind and saying what she thinks and being real and sometimes offering wisdom over Twitter. Well, last weekend, Auntie was a little confused about all the hype around the Netflix series Love is Blind. Now, if you don't know, Netflix had gone live. They are trying to do this whole Amazon thing or whatever. They, they out there trying to compete with the streamers. And I want to do business with Netflix, so no shade. But they actually went live for the Love is Blind reunion. And they went live late. They were having technical difficulties. Fans were mad. They had paid all these influencers to come and influence. But the influencer was throwing shade, too, saying, Love must be blind because it can't find Netflix. Oh. But either way, the Love is Blind series had their reunion where fans were really mad that they weren't able to see the reunion live. And anyway, Miss Dion, who, by the way, you know Miss Dion used to be like a Miss Cleo. She used to... <laughs> You know that I know Dion, the Dion Warren network where she was a she psychic. was a, a psychic. No, how you a psychic, Miss Dion? But you don't know that if you look up in a rainstorm, you could drown. And two, <laughs> Love Is Blind is a big show on Netflix. Well, either way, Miss Dion went to Twitter, and this is what she had to say. She said, "What is Love Is Blind?" Now, be, wait, go back to. Go back to that photo. Now, here's the deal. Dion Warwick, back in the day, because we're all going to get old. Like, we're all going to get old. Dion Warwick was a very beautiful woman. And some would argue she's still beautiful. I think she's very beautiful. She's I, I do she think is. she's beautiful. Poor OG. She's beautiful. Now, this photo of her. Yeah, y'all are wrong for that picture. No, first of all, y'all loading the ass. It's not me. Those of you who are listening online, please go over to YouTube and check this out because it's shady as hell. And her makeup is, I mean, her cheeks. Okay, well, anyway, she's a legend. Um. So she was confused. And so fans were trying to help her out. And I go back to my grandparents being dead. No, I don't want them to be dead. Maybe my mom's mom, because she was evil. But anyway. Oh, my God. Um, oh. No forgiveness. She was evil? That cow took me to Disneyland cow? at 10, bought me all these gifts, and then realized I couldn't take them to the foster home and made me sell them in a yard sale. Wow. How old were you? 10. Have you been Jeez. to Disney since? I no, at this point, I can't even go back <laughs> to Disneyland. I'm traumatized. Are you traumatized. Well, that too, and because white people don't put their kids on leashes anymore. Like, I can't. I'm sick of people. I go in public. My dog, Gucci, is more trained than kids yeah. at Starbucks. Yeah. Gucci will sit there, and them little white kids be running around screaming, out, and Gucci just be looking at him like, can you please behave? <laughs> I, I feel like he's a kid sometimes, too. <laughs> no, Gucci is rich and bougie. Yeah. Don't touch me. They've been trained very well. <laughs> well, either way, listen, fans wanted to help Miss Dion because apparently her psychic network stopped working. And this is what one fan had to say. Uh, the fan said, "What is?" she said, what is Love is Blind? They said a song by Eve. <laughs> oh, my, oh God. my God. The next fan said, uh, mess, absolute mess, <laughs> nonsense, queen, entertaining, but utter nonsense. Well, this person said, girl, you got to watch it. Picture an anonymous engagement plus an intense game of house culminating into a standoff of I do's and I don'ts and the greatest train wreck you'll ever witness. Now, I'll be very clear. I don't watch Love is Blind. Do you guys watch that? No. Not this season. No. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know it was. I actually haven't. <laughs> but I know everyone was watching it. Johnny and I went <laughs> to get our... Like none of us had. No, I never watched it. But Johnny and I were getting our blood drawn for the micronutrient test. 
Shout out to Jason. And the girl taking her blood was like, did you guys watch the reunion? I'm like, why is everyone watching it? Y'all didn't watch it either, right? No. I didn't watch it. And, and to the, all the, first of all, shout out to Mitzi and all the people that take our blood out there. Please stop talking to us when you're taking our blood. I got stuck seven times in New York in a New York hotel room by this woman who was a fan of mine, and her hand was shaking because she was nervous that she was about to... Seven sticks later, I realized that the law was you can only stick a person three times. Three. So she not only violated the law, but she charged me. I don't know your name. I'm going to go through my phone and find <laughs> oh it because I want God. a refund. But either way, yeah, don't. I don't like random conversations when I'm getting mm-hmm. my blood drawn. No. Okay? Um, so, yeah, so, Dion, here's the thing. Listen, listen, Dion, listen, I'm talking to you. Just you. Get off Twitter. I know that you want to be young. You have had your life. You have all the trumpet players, all the days with Whitney Houston in the park having lunch and croutons. You have been, you've been on every chart. You've been at the bottom. You've been somewhere near the top. You've had your run. At this point, leave Twitter for the kids. I'm not even on Twitter. Why? Because I, I go tweet, and then all of a sudden I'm told that I'm trending because I said an opinion about something. Twitter is literally a place where angry teens go to get their rocks off. I hate you. You're this. You're that. You're little terrorists with thumbs, with little fat, nasty, dirty nail thumbs tweeting your lives away and then you find a geriatric like Dion Warwick who popped up with nothing to do because she ain't in the booth ain't been there in years but either way now her newfound thing is to trend on Twitter and I just don't think I think it's legacy ruining to go and say what is love is blind when clearly she got two eyes that she could just roll right over to Netflix to see herself right I mean she's on the internet she should Google right but I think it's her niece or her granddaughter that's actually doing all this I think she's allowed to pose that and just ask a question, but the fans just came to her Okay, heart. so if the girl who how she went and slept with last night goes on Twitter and tweets that you came to her house, is that okay, too? Is it? Is it, Rico? Uh, <laughs> right. No. See, this is the thing. He, he, he thought he was going to come up here and try to be the popular opinion for all of black Twitter who's going to drag me for talking about Miss Dion's nostrils. Wait. But no, <laughs> he don't want his tea out there. See, the thing about Twitter is, you say anybody should have a right to go to the internet, it should be Emily, too. What? He's talking about the Devil Wears Prada. No, it's talking about his girlfriend. <laughs> I, 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 I was trying I to help you out. I, 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 I ain't going to lie. That is my favorite movie, though. I ain't going to lie. Which yeah. movie? That one. That was Little Prada. The Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> Wait, what did you call it? The Devil Wears Prada. Is it really your favorite movie? Uh, yeah. What part about it? It feels like because he makes it's us my watch life. it every day. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's my life. You think so? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, who are you? What character are you though? Right now, he's the beginning of Andy. He's not. <laughs> he's he's getting there though. I feel like I'm in there. I'm the ball guy. That's like like that. That's the one. That's the coaching. That's like telling everybody. That's definitely me. <laughs> that's Miranda for sure. Who? Yeah. You are. No, I'm Miranda, of course. But that's Ugh. clear. Hello. But the thing about... The, anyway, we're switching gears now. We were talking about Miss Dion. You see how they overshadow a black woman by uplifting a white woman just that fast? I had nothing to do with that. But look, uh, and just as a side note, the reason why I watch everybody watch... The reason why I ask everybody that I work that works for me to watch Devil Wears Prada or any of my friends that have come to my house is because I really feel like that movie, it, it really does show you... Like the hard work grind of wanting to be at the top and then the perils once you get to the top of how lonely and stuff it is. And I will tell you, if I think about my life and kind of where it is in that process, I understand what Miranda was going through. You're fighting for everything, but then you also, it comes with a sacrifice. So, But anyway, watch the movie. And Ms. Dion, um, I'm not going to ever support your, your psychic network because if you don't know what Love is Blind is, that means that you've lost your gift. Bye. Oh, my God. Was it a gift? 
scam to me. Scam. You know, Miss Cleo was a scam too. I don't know if anybody out there ever watched, but Miss Miss Cleo, back in my day growing up, your mom did. My mom did two things. She did heroin and watched Miss Cleo. Oh my God! Really? Yes. Oh yes. She did heroin and we watched Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo was this black woman. But she, this commercial, she would come on with this Jamaican accent and she would say, oh, I could tell you this, I could tell you this. Well, anyway, there's a whole documentary on that girl. They only paid her like $1,000 no. to do that. And they made millions and millions of dollars. They ruined her life because no matter where she went, everybody knew her as Miss Cleo and they thought she was a psychic. Well, she wasn't. She was an actress who acted like she knew what was happening, like Miss Dion. So Miss Dion, you're not a scammer on your own. You saw the other scammer and you thought, let me go ahead and do it too. But Call if she was man. a psychic, why she ain't found another hit? No, if she's a psychic, what's a lot of numbers? That's what Lotto I Lotto the rapper or lottery? You know what? We're not going because to do that right now. Because if you're talking about Lotto and the numbers, you're talking about the number of people at Coachella that was in that photo or the number of people that got photoshopped in. But I want to know, like, why would you think you could get away with Photoshop in 2023? Like You do it all the time. For me, I do it. Yeah, and by the way, we do it because you send me pictures to edit. So don't get it twisted. By the way, he sent me just as many pictures to edit. Don't get it twisted. And I do edit. I have a team that edits. Thank you very much. And you don't. But let me tell you what Mr. Lee tried to do. So Facetune thought it was funny (laughs) by going on my Instagram and telling me they want to offer me a lifetime subscription. (laughs) Oh, that's shady. (laughs) And so when I sent him that, he thought it was funny. But I didn't. I canceled my call with Facetune. No, I saw the comment on your page and I liked it. Yeah, but the fact that Facetune tried me in public was you saw how Facetune tried the Kardashians. What they say? Kardashians tag something and then Facetune comments like tag us too because like a joke. (gasps) All their pictures. No, they didn't. First of all, not one of those Kardashians has an original face. I mean, no, not one. Kylie just said something the other day on social media that she was offended that everybody said she had a bunch of cosmetic surgery. But I'm offended by my team who posted the shady photos. They put an original Kylie photo up to the next one (laughs) and it looks like two different people, which it is. But the thing that's so crazy is if you put Bruce next to Caitlyn, it's two different people. If you put Kim next to Kim, everybody's different. That whole family is his his Transformers. Stop it. You can't call a trans person a transformer. Oh, I wasn't calling them trans, but they are transformers. Like, I mean, Kylie lips with two lines, and now she got black Lee, woman Lee lips. just felt the reaction from the audience. I felt that. I really felt I, it. I really did. But at the end of the day, y'all, to make it clear. You call Caitlyn Jenner a transformer. No, I said the Kardashians are transformers because not one of them looks the same. Like, mm. first of all, Chloe is the biggest come up in the history of come ups. That is not three those, different not people. Not those fingers, not that hand. I mean, you can't, <laughs> hand. You can't hand, do that, surgery on fingers. What, let me tell you what her hand remind me of. And she, Chloe, no shade, because you are a nice girl. <sighs> She's beautiful now. <laughs> I like Chloe when she was sleeping with the game, allegedly. Uh, Wait, what's that? <laughs> what happened? Allegedly. Was this allegedly? Well, he said he slept with three or four of the Kardashians. But anyway. <laughs> Together? Uh, I don't know what their, how big the bed was. I wasn't there. But, but they used to be roommates. Fat Chloe and Game. <laughs> Fat Chloe and Skinny Game was roommates. That's back when she had Khadijah Malika and Megan Good dress up as hoes when she was the pimp. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm just giving y'all a history lesson. But the thing about it was, um, oh, her hands. When we posted that photo of her hands, it reminded me of when I grew up in a foster home and we used to kill chickens. I did not like, not like Rico and them did in Dominican Republic. I know you was gonna say something. Y'all killed chickens for real? Yeah, we did. Ew. His grandmother killed the goat outside the house and then cooked it. Yeah, ate, ate it. it. You ate they it? did. You ate it? Was it good? He, you ate it too. He no, ate the uh, chicken. He didn't know he was eating it. Uh, your, your grandmother <laughs> you killed that chicken at the house? Yeah. I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, her hands look like when they used to cut the chicken's legs off, those fingers, how they would look. Have you ever Not seen a chicken? Not the claws. Yes. Um, we'll put a photo right here for you to look at it. Either way, um, Chloe, you know, God bless you. All right, well, let's move on.
Jesus. This is a serious topic, so we're going to clean it up a little bit. Now, Ralph Yarrow, he's the young man who was recently shot. Um, and, and so this man, Ralph Yarrow, who is the old, probably, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to say allegedly. Allegedly. Racist or scared for his life because a black man was at the door, man, white man, shot this young guy who's only 16 years old. So now Andrew Lester, he's 84 years old. He's an old white man that shot this 16-year-old boy named Ralph Yarrow for ringing the wrong doorbell. So this kid who's 16 goes over to somebody's house, rings the doorbell, gets shot. It's literally that simple. And I know it's so crazy, people can't even imagine, well, this is America. So welcome to America. Now, let me show you Lester's mugshot because this man right here, if you look at him, I'm not even gonna just talk about the fact that he needs my dermatologist or that he's pale or that he looks like one of the good old boys, but he looks like he grew up in an era where racism ran rampant. Like this is what the old racist generation looks like. Sorry for those of you at home that are fighting for black lives matter alongside of us that look like this. This is what y'all look like. All right. Well, either way, last week, Ralph arrived at Lester's house. He believed he was picking up his sister. Now, Lester, the guy that we showed you, the old white man, he lived on 115th Terrace, but Ralph's sister was on 115th Street. Now, if you're from New York, you know if they say I'm on 55th Street or 55th Avenue, it's two different locations. Well, I don't know exactly what this neighborhood or these people thought, but this young boy who's 16 got it wrong. When Lester opened the door for Ralph, he fired the gun twice, shooting the kid once in the head and the other in the arm. Now, fortunately for everybody, and unfortunately for those that didn't, this young man survived, and he's now at home recovering. Now, there is a $500,000 GoFundMe account set up for the, for the, uh, for the damages, and I don't know. I, I feel some type, of way, some type of way about GoFundMes that are started right away because, you know, just whatever. But nonetheless, the boy is at home. Lester fired his gun without any words. He didn't say anything to the boy. He didn't ask him who he was. He didn't, there was no perceived threat. So I don't even know if stand your ground is a law in this state, but it would not even apply. Now he told police <clears throat> that he shot Ralph because he felt like he needed to defend himself, claiming that it's the last thing he wanted to do, but that he had to do it because he was scared to death because of the, the teen's size and age. Now let me show you the boy again. Do we have a picture of the boy? Put the boy back up here. This, he was scared to death of this little boy. 16 years old. Now, the crazy part is police found a loaded Smith & Wesson 32 caliber revolver, and they arrested Lester. Now, a lot of people online have been sending this to Hollywood Unlocked and really mad and saying, Jason, can you talk about this? Can you post about this? And I didn't want to talk about it until I had all the facts, so here we are today on the podcast. So here, here we're talking about it. They not only charged him, but they charged him with two felony counts, first-degree assault and armed criminal action, not attempted murder, not uh, aggravated, aggravated, aggravated assault. assault or assault with a deadly weapon yeah. with intent to kill. It was assault and this bullshit of a, of a charge in order to bring a charge to bring the public, I think it's to bring the public's tension down because the, the, the country and the world is reacting. Celebrities are posting, blogs are posting, media's posting. And so now Lester's turned himself in and, but he was released the same day on a $200,000 bond. So he's back out there. Now, if he's convicted, he, he faces a lot of years in prison, which is what the family is hoping for. But we all know how this turns out. He's going to be released and he's probably going to get probation mm -hmm. or he's going to say whatever he's going to say. I don't think there's going to be any justice, but this doesn't surprise me that this is happening in America. And the sad part about it is I was telling somebody yesterday that those of you that don't travel outside of the U.S. or outside your neighborhood, please get on planes and go. Because when you get to Dubai, 
They say whatever they want to say about Muslims. They say whatever they want to say about Dubai, the Middle East. When you get to Dubai, there's an extreme amount of peace. You can walk around with all your jewelry. You can feel safe. You can leave your door open. You're not going to get robbed. When you go to the islands, you hear nothing but ocean and birds and, and, and nature. And when you're in America, America is where young black kids like this who can go to pick up a sister can get shot and killed. Or your kids can get dropped off at school and get murdered in the third grade. And then everybody will be upset for three or four days on social media and go right back to excuses. And I'm tired of it. And it's depressing on top of the fact that life is life. And for all of us, this is happening. So when you see something like this bullpen, my bullpen, what do you think? Do you think it's just another day in America or do you think it's going to change? It's another day in America. First of all, this guy looks like a Sharpay with all these wrinkles. Secondly, he should have his gun license removed for that left right eye because I'm not sure. <laughs> Bring his photo up. Yeah, that right eye looks a little weird to me. So I'm not sure <laughs> how sinking. his target would be. Then on top of that, he definitely looks like that uh, Jim Crow area where they feel like they could do anything. And then, like, you know what? I thought of a story. I got in a car one time. It was exactly identical to the car I was supposed to get in. It was a white person in the car. I got in and I sat down and I looked over at the guy and the guy was freaked out. So when I saw that, I thought about what if that was me and I got in that car and somebody just shot me? You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is I was reading comments about this. So I did a little research on it. People are supporting him. Like, well, you shouldn't go to people's doors. But how many times do we do that? And how many times do we have to keep replaying this story? How, how long is it going to take for actually legislation to change things? Because I really, I'm not going to say what I feel needs to happen. But I feel, actually, I am going to say, I feel like black people should start turning up on these bitches. They should do exactly what they did to Bill Cosby, because they're around the same age group, lock that ass up, or shoot him in the head and see if he survives. Well, Bill Cosby and him, two different things, but I understand what you're saying. In this country, it is quick to rush to judgment. Right. Just like with this young man, he rushed to judgment saying that he was a threat, so he tried to kill him. Like, you aim to shoot a young 16-year-old boy in the head. So regardless of how this boy heals or gets healed through this experience he's going to always remember he was shot in the head by a man who tried to kill him because he was black not because yeah. he was a threat um thoughts oh i also was going to say too i just think it's I agree with lee it's another day in america and even it was that white girl last week right was it rob last week that went into the driveway and she was pulling out and she got shot and killed just for being in a driveway like to turn around like the fact that even in Croatia, you everyone doesn't lock their door at night. Like it's like the Middle East or whatever, whatever. Like it's some issue in America. And even yesterday in an upcoming interview on the Jason Lee show that's not out yet, to hear a celebrity and a very successful woman and artist say she doesn't even feel comfortable sending her nine-year-old son to school, that's wild. Because I'm like, you have all the money in the world. You know, you you would think that you have a safe school, but like really no one's safe. Like mm -hmm. Guns are an issue, but I feel like it's if it hasn't changed already, I don't know about y'all, but it's, it's never going to change for me. And it was not. He said he was afraid. He's afraid of his skin color because that's literally was it. A 16-year-old kid, like... He's a baby. That's well, crazy. Well, I think, you know, the, the this is where I'm going to get critical on the administration and the government because, you know, a lot of the politicians, once you become president or vice president, you're going to be rich forever. You're going to be able to have speaking tours, books. You're going to be able to have nonprofits. You're going to be able to travel the world and do whatever as the vice president president. The last year I've been spending time with the White House, trying to build with them, trying to get them to understand the issues that are important to us. Yes, I understand we got to go over to, uh, not Kuwait, but what's the place called? Uh, well, Russia, Ukraine. 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 Yes, we got to go over and build peace in Germany. Yes, we have to police the world, I guess, because that's what part of being the leader of the free world does. But there are so many issues here at home that I feel like create task force, bring people in to have conversations, not Christmas parties and tea and fucking 
almonds and shit, right? Like, let's build coalitions to deal with the issues at home where you have kids, like just in Compton, you had over 100 people loot and attack a a business instead of finding ways of, you know, focusing on everything happening around the world. We need to focus at what's happening at home. This administration, I feel, is very disconnected from what's happening here. And I told them yesterday that I think I've spent a lot of time trying to get them to understand it, but now I want to continue to use my platform to speak to my audience about the things that I feel like we should do. There's so many friends that I have in the in the business that can amplify the messages that the White House can't connect with. But this is something that, again, I feel like, why not do more to bring accountability? Now, I will say this administration did pass the anti-lynching law, which means that you can't hang black people. Which is insane that we even had to do that. Just now, passing that in 2022. But the fact that we're we're that's the only thing that I've seen done. I don't know what else has been done because we have not had a chance to sit down with um, this administration to hear about it. But yeah, it's really sad. And to this young boy, you know, I pray for your recovery. To the family, I hope that you, you know, we start at the top of this show talking about sitting down with survivors. I hope that you're getting the healing that you need because I don't even understand psychologically how you move forward right now, um, especially being that you're still in the same community and this man is out. And I will tell you, you can't really get mad at people who take justice into their own hands when you try to kill somebody in their family and then you let them out. So if somebody happens to ride by Olesta House mm. and, and hold on, let me, where's, where's that? Uh, you ready. <laughs> no, this is so inappropriate. In fact, just save money. Either way, you, you, people are mad. Now, let me tell you something. I'm going to show you how mad we are. Because just the other day, this white woman called a black woman a nigga at the store. <laughs> and I had to tell my team to send me the whole video. This is how mad we are. Look. What? No, bitch. Who the fuck is Girl, I slept the fuck out of you. You shut up, bitch. What you want to do? What you want to do? That's exactly what I thought, bitch. You'll get the fuck beat out of you, bitch. Bitch, fuck you. Oh, I'm about to beat her ass. She called us a nigger. She called us a nigger and say what? For real? Yes, she did. Bitch, you don't call me. She did. She did. She did. She called us a nigger. I don't care. She definitely called us a nigger. She definitely did. She definitely did. That's disrespectful. To me and your kind, you can call me what you want, but you don't call me no nigger. You don't call me no nigger. You don't call me no nigger. Now, let me be very clear. I, we, Hollywood Unlocked, don't condone violence. However, when the law and the lawmakers don't step in to take control of community issues like this, like racism, because I'll tell you right now, Dubai, you go out there and you do half the shit you doing, shoot somebody in the head who knocks on the wrong door, you'll probably be executed. And again, I feel like America is just ghetto. And it starts with the politicians all the way down. Love and Hip Hop DC needs to be a show because what's happening at the White House and what's happening in politics with Mitch McConnell, with Ron DeSantis, with all these racist Republicans and the disconnected Democrats, 
This is the reason why you have people in shopping malls saying the N-word and then getting the life beat out of them outside. And no, she wasn't trying to hide behind a black man. Let me tell y'all something. The same black man like Emmett Till that y'all said raped you and lied and they had the man killed and hung and shot or whatever. You know, people need to be fed up, but I'm also going to blame you blacks. Because you sleepy blacks that keep letting people play in your face and not showing up to get registered to vote and not changing the landscape of the law, not getting involved and getting active in your community, sitting back and sharing videos like this on TikTok and Instagram and not taking control of your own situation. That's why your son, when he goes and knock on the wrong door, could get shot in the head by somebody who can get out on a $200,000 bond and say, I thought the little nigga was going to kill me. Sending our condolences to the family and to that white woman that got her ass beat. You got your ass beat. That's what you deserve. Although I don't condone violence. All right, well, listen, um, Chance the Rapper's in the news. Listen, Chance, let me say this. There isn't a chance. He's on the bus. <laughs> oh, God. Then I'm going to shade you. Because I, Chance the Rapper, you know, he's a friend of the show. He's been on Hollywood Unlocked before, and, and, you know, me, him, his brother, we're cool. However, I got a job to do. Chance the Rapper recently turned into Chance the King of Dance Hall because <laughs> he went to Jamaica to celebrate his 30th birthday. Which I didn't know Chance was only, only 30. 30. Why do I think? Maybe because you're so mature. I thought maybe you were older, but clearly you look younger. But then again, you could have work done because you're rich, but maybe not. And your dad looks good, too. But either way, the whole family's good looking. So he went to Jamaica to celebrate his 30th birthday. And now there's a whole debate online because we posted a video over at Hollywood Unlocked, because that's what we do, of him dancing with a woman. Now, let me tell you, I'm obsessed with Chance's wife. She looks like Sade to me. This is a photo of Chance's wife. Now, she is gorgeous. She may not look like a full Sade there, but if you go look at her Instagram, and I've told him that I'm obsessed with his wife and the, the two kids that they have, she's gorgeous. But either way, it doesn't matter how pretty your wife is. If you get to Jamaica and you get that dance hall music going on and you get to swinging that thing along, that's what Chance did. We posted the video. You could take a look. Chance the rapper said it's his birthday. Well, there was another video that went viral. Do we have that? If so, take a look. Now, Chance. Where is the, where is the, hold, hold, I, okay, I've seen enough. Now, let me say this, Chance. First, let me say I like dancing with boys that have them shorts on because you could feel everything. You know what I mean? Like you- The hoochie daddy shorts? No, go back and show that last video. Look at the material on those shorts. Oh, the thin You feel shorts. every piece of dick in those shorts. Ooh. Absolutely. Now, Chance, um, let me first start by saying Carnival looked great. And I think that when it comes to the culture of Jamaica and dance hall, that is what it is. And I feel like Chance is a really good present father and husband at least online you see how much he loves his family and i'm sure their relationship is so solid that she knows it is what it is he's dancing now i don't think the chance did anything wrong but i would not have allowed that to be my man like you're not going to be swinging your ding-a-ling around i don't care what the culture is you better go to another place of the world to celebrate your birthday you just came back from africa i don't know if africans been doing all that but either way um, I think, Chance, you chose a location that would allow you to get your 
dance hall off and um it 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 doesn't look great but i also understand it's part of the culture there and who's to say his wife wasn't there and who's to say he didn't tell his wife and who's to say she didn't give him permission it looked like a boys trip the brother was there shout to taylor the friends i don't necessarily know that he did anything wrong in his relationship but i would not have allowed it in mine Mm-mm. I thought me and you were going to be in a disagreement because I definitely would not go for that. Well, you got a black man, too, so your he dick, could go to Jamaica. Your dick will be cut off in the frying pan. Really? <gasps> yes, and fed to my dog. It. If somebody was bumping and grinding, and he looked, well, that's the thing, though. I don't know the agreement, just like you said, in his marriage, but if my man is dancing like that and looking at the camera, smiling, doing it, I'm like, Ooh. But him looking in the camera, smiling, doing it, shows that he's not trying to hide anything. Correct. That's what I was going to say. So that was my next thing. I think that in his relationship, it must be okay, but it's not going with me. I just feel like it depends on the culture because, like, us Dominicans, like, our partners, we allow them to dance bachata, dance salsa, whatever, with other people because that's, like, the culture. So I don't understand that much that culture. So I kind of do get it. It's like, oh, it's like the same thing. But Bashata, you guys are dancing clubs, but you ain't doing that. Show no, the no, clip no, one more time. So, this is not Bashata. This is let me put my third baby in you right now. That's sex with no that is That is that is raw penis in saran wrap posted that, against a naked booty. That booty is booty. That booty though. is naked. I mean, they might as well just go ahead and just do it. To me, because like for me, I know you you said Dominicans, I understand that, but black people, we not on that. Like it's different if well, that's black black Americans, because those are black Jamaicans are they black. Are, people. They're black people. I'm just saying, like he just said because he's Dominican, mm-hmm. how they dance. I'm saying, mm-mm. If you're married, if you're like girlfriend and boyfriend, you have a lot of little gray area, I think. But marriage, that's why I'm like, why are people signing up to get married if you don't really know what it means? That's a true commitment. And on top of that, if I saw that, I'll be disgusted. I wouldn't even like, oh, it's over. I, I don't know that I believe in traditional one-on-one relationships. So if I'm with somebody and we go to a country, like say we go to DR and they're bashatin. Well, if I see a local D- Dominican who's cute and I look at him and say, all right, baby, he may be bashatin in the middle. <laughs> you know, we gonna do a three-way bashatin. I don't even know if that's a thing. I may not even <laughs> say it right, but you know, I'm gonna get with the culture, but I'm gonna make it work for me. I, but if I am a one-on-one, you're mine, you're, I'm yours, you're mine, we ain't fucking with nobody else, and you go do that, and it cuts, circulates on Instagram, I'm going to circulate on Instagram and do some shit that's going to ruin your trip. So I have a question. So if you're dating somebody, right, and because, um, like, I, I know you say you're not sure if you want a monogamous relationship or you want to be, like, a polyamorous relationship, right? But my thing is, what if... Like, cause, like, Can't you, you be monogamous in a polyamorous relationship? Yes. I know. Yes, you, you can be. Okay. <laughs> This is the thing, and this is what's wrong with all you black Americans who bought into the United States culture. Because in Africa, we got three or four of them lined up in a tent, okay? We have to be very clear. We get to define our relationships. If I'm in a relationship with two people or three people, the three of us or four of us are going to be monogamous with each other. We're not going to cheat. I don't care what anybody say, on the floor to the ceiling. It is what it is. Now, some would say a monogamous relationship is only one or two, one person and one person. Monogamous is where you don't cheat on your partner or partners. Uh, so okay. you're loyal to the gang. I don't agree gang. with that at all. But but I you grew get up in the church. Saying. You grew up in a church where y'all are told certain rules apply to here, this and that, there, and then all the people in the church are either divorced, cheating, sleeping with kids, or doing things they're not Let's supposed to be doing. Let's reiterate that. I'm glad you said that. As a real PK, I can honestly speak on that. Church is a organization, just like any other organization. Some people are too old to go to the club, so they phase out of clubs and they go to the church. It's the same people. There are bad people in every organization, Here religion, period. Here goes the one-liner trying the to see the The way I church. was raised in my example of relationships was not that. 
cheating has nothing to do whether you're with one person, two people, or three people. Cheating is a character disease. It is because you cannot be loyal. Just like when people say if you're gay, you're a pedophile. Being gay does not mean you like little kids. And being uh, with one person doesn't mean you're not going to cheat or that you will cheat. People cheat because they want to cheat, because they, there's something in them that makes them want to cheat. Cheating has nothing to do with your partner. You don't cheat on your partner because your partner did something. You cheat because you can't work through issues with your partner, because you need to be with somebody else. So if you have one person, two people, or three people, like they do in Muslim countries or African countries or continents, and they figure out what their relationship looks like, they can decide if they can go on a trip and do that or if they don't do that. They don't necessarily have to be cheating. And being in a church doesn't require you to believe that everybody in the church ain't following the rules that the whole world is following because there's so many people in the church doing things in private. How many times you went and looked at the choir and said, she's sweet, she's sweet, she's sweet. They could all sing, but everybody in here lips look like it been around more than a mic on the weekend. And, look and we're not the, judging because, look, the, the music is great, so as long as they doing their thing, we're going to keep I on mean, passing the collection plate around. The only judgment that comes from that is not coming from God, just so you know. It's coming from people who learned the Bible that were illiterate. Let's just start that with the black church. I'm a person who has gone to ancient churches and do research. So all that stuff they said don't apply to me if it's not in God's word. And then on top of that, I'm not going to believe something who from a bishop that could barely read or write. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. So we're, so all far off the, we're so far off the topic. I know, but I'm getting back to a point. My point is, though, I get what you're saying, but it's like you said, it's not cheating, but three people, that's kind of like the same thing. Because like my thing is like, I feel like if I got three people with me, ain't going to be nothing different if I'm not, they're not That's because you're Americanized. You're not from Africa. Go to the continent of yeah. Africa. They have more than one wife over there. Go to the go to Middle East. They have more than one wife over there. I don't know about the Dominican Republic. Those people get together, get married, and they die until they kill each other or they just <laughs> dead. They don't move with nobody, right? Yeah, right. Sure. But every culture is different. And yeah. the problem that we have to stop doing as America, because see, this is the thing about America. We just talked about how old white man shot a six-year-old kid. We just talked about how people are killing little kids in school. America think that all their rules is right. Because they churches and everybody in the community told them what the rule is. Start traveling around the world and seeing that the world is bigger than what it is for you here in America. There are people who are, there are men who are taking care of their three wives in Muslim countries and African countries than the one nigga taking care of his baby mama in South Central or in Baltimore. So I don't want to sit up here for a second and think that America's way of looking at relationships is the only way. I look at what's working around the world. I have a friend, Floyd Mayweather who has multiple women. And he said to me, you can have as many relationships as you can afford. He takes care of his women. He provides for his women. He has rules and, and expectations of how that, those relationships work. And so who am I to judge him? Because I see him taking care of multiple women. Then I see people who came and take their girl to Chick-fil-A, who dropping their girl off at work to run their car around the hood because they ain't got no money. Y'all homeless sexuals, you heteroflexible niggas. I'm talking about y'all. So I'm not judging. Chance, I believe you love your wife. I know how tight your family is. Um, if the girl who you were grinding on could tell us what your penis felt like, that would be great because we would love to share that on our <sighs> social media. I mean, we've never heard about Chance's penis. Give us a chance, young lady. Email us right here. How's it going to lie? All right. Well, anyway, um, social media had a lot to say. and We really don't care. I'm not going to share it. I told you what I thought. <laughs> oh, Bye. All right. Well, listen, um, this just popped up in our inbox. Jonathan Majors is now being dropped. And, you know... I'm going to set it up so we can have the conversation, but I'm also going to put a little sting at the end of it. One thing I see for sure that's a trend, and it's so clear now, is that you black celebrities, when y'all make it, 
or when you're on your way to making and you right there, you get a team that tells you the pathway there is to get white folks to buy into you. Just bypass the culture. Now, I will say, Jonathan, you did go do the Ebony shoot. And even though you refused to come on the Hollywood or the Jason Lee show, which is fine, whatever, we, we are, we're fans of yours. I'm still a fan of yours. Jonathan Majors has been making his move. I fell in love with Jonathan Majors the first time I saw him in the movie The Harder They Fall. I thought he did a phenomenal job. And after that, it seems like he was just been in everything. Um, and so the person that we're talking about is a star from Creed Three, And he did the movie with Michael B. Jordan. Anyway, after doing the movie and doing press and shooting the cover of Ebony Magazine, which was a phenomenal cover, we come to find out that he was dating a woman who doesn't look like us, who actually uh, made some complaints about him. Now, last month, the actor who had quickly become a fan favorite of everybody was arrested in New York City after he allegedly assaulted his girl by strangling her. And I'm gonna, I'm going to say allegedly because I wasn't in the text. Allegedly. But apparently he allegedly strangled the woman. Uh, and she reported, well, the woman was reported as his girlfriend. We really don't know. There's no ring on it. We don't see them in photos and magazines. He ain't claiming her. He ain't took her to the GQ party. She didn't go to Vanity Fair. She just a girl who was in a car who got strangled, allegedly. I don't know what there. That's what they said. Well, the, the 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 boxer turned strangler, allegedly, strangled the girl in the car. Now, she claimed that after a night on the town that they was in a cab heading to the house when she realized that some other chick was texting her man. Which is why I like Chance the Rapper's Wife, because even with him slinging his ding-a-ling around over there in Jamaica, she didn't strangle him. But the white girl did. Now, what? Well, he allegedly strangled her. Now, she's claiming that he grabbed her hand, slapped her, and put his hands around her neck, strangling her. And that they had to stay at separate places because they had gotten so violent. And the next morning, she went and made a police report. Now, after she made the police report, Jonathan got arrested. Now... Black Twitter went crazy once we started sharing the stories and everybody was posting what he allegedly did. White America, y'all who fell in love with this black man because most of you fetishize our bodies and our penises and the fantasies that you want to have with us. And oh my God, he was so sweaty when he was beating Michael Drum. I want to beat this pussy up. You fell in love with the man for all the wrong reasons. And then here he showed up as a man being blamed of something that we don't know he did or didn't. Because remember, there is a guy named Emmett Till who gave his whole life for something he didn't do in the Central Park Five. And you know, history repeats itself where white women have made complaints about black men. It's not true. And so your rush to judgment was cancel him because that's the world we live in. So Jonathan's criminal defense attorney, her name is Priya Sh- I don't know. It's, it's She's Indian, allegedly. Now, she said that she expects all the charges to be dropped, claiming that the victim admitted to being the blame for the incident. They even released text messages. Now, let me show you the alleged text from the victim. This is what came out. Those of you who are listening online, you need to go over to YouTube and check it out. And she went on and on to say, you know, please let me know you're okay. She's basically begging him to explain, you know, that he's okay after she did whatever she did. She does mention that she just got out of the hospital. She says that she loves him, and then she goes on and on and on and on and on to explain herself. Now, what you don't see in the text is him responding, which means it was probably a one-sided conversation. To me, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's innocent. To me, that means you fumbled the dick. You know you're not going to get it no more. You know the Creed fighter's not going to come and and Mike Tyson knock out that coochie no more. You know that you lost that man because you told on him for something that he did. A lot of you are victims of domestic violence and you know you protect your abuser. So there's that. I do believe that there are women who protect their abusers. So I'm not saying that he didn't do it. On the flip side, I will say that as you become famous, rich, 
notable, you have to protect your ass a little more. And you have to know that the people that you're laying with and the potential for the fallout. You have to know that if you get into a heated argument like I did last week, you need to know how to be able to control yourself. Uh, we're all in situations where people can lose their cool. You have to disarm them by keeping your cool, get them out your car, out your house, and then never talk to them again. That's how I decide to do it. And whatever they do on the internet is between them and the internet guys. But it looks like this woman who told him how she felt um, afterwards is taking some responsibility. Well, that doesn't matter because after all of that, you guys canceled this man. Now, this man has been one of the hottest rising stars in the for not even just white, but black, everything. He's one of the fastest rising stars. You guys have canceled him, started to pull his deals. The Army took away his, um, his endorsement. He started losing things. Well, now, a few weeks later, after all of it kind of seemed to go away, his management and publicity team have reportedly left. Now, they're saying, sources have told, the, told Deadline that the lead company, which I have friends at the lead company, left him. <laughs> I didn't know it was the lead coming out. Mm -hmm. Phone calls. Jesus. Well, they said that the publicity firm dropped him along with his managers at Entertainment 360. Now, it's also said that Jonathan will no longer be attending the Met Gala with Valentino, which means if you go to the Met, you have to be invited by a designer. So, so Valentino had invited him apparently, and now they pulled the invitation, which means that he's not going to go. Now, apparently, both parties have mutually agreed not to attend together. And there's also a new movie that Marvel is looking to film, and they had Jonathan to be on board, but now it's being reported that execs at Marvel are considering replacing him with Damson Idris type star. Oh, wow. <clears throat> it's all a mess. Um, again, I wasn't in the car, so I'm not going to take up for him. He didn't come on my show, so I can't answer the question. But what I will say is, to all of you black celebrities out there that are striving for affection for mainstream, this is what happens. Now they done what you now what? You're not even going to be able to cover Ebony Magazine. You might have to go cover, you know, Instagram, the Shade at the Shade Room, or you have to talk at the neighborhood, or you might have to come unlock Hollywood. You, you Now you got to come back to us. But see, we don't, we don't want you unless you're going to come and have a real conversation because this is what they do. Y'all get famous. You get that white fame. And then when they're done, they toss you out. And then... Here you are trying to pick up the pieces. You've been dropped by your manager. Now, if your management's getting 10 or 15% of everything you make and they don't want you, and your publicist's getting 10, 15, 20,000 to rep you and they don't want you, you're in trouble. They just messed up his whole bat. Didn't they try to cancel when that white girl um, who was dating Tyga posted her punched face? Who, Avril Lavigne? No, 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 no. Before Avril. There wasn't Ty Tyga was dating some white girl, and she they tried to cancel Tyga for like hitting her or whatever. But it's just so sad how all these guys are going down. He's a rapper though, so it's a little different. But you, the crazy part is, you just gotta like you said, people that have limelight, they have to have a whole different level of discipline because people, it seems like. They rooting for you when you rise, but when you rise, they're trying to pull you back down and take it all well, away. Well, they build you up to tear you down. I've had so many celebrities say that to me. I, I, was, I was like, oh, you guys are delusional. But even me, I, I, I'm i not a celebrity. I'm a public figure, but I see how they try me online. I don't even respond to half the stuff because I know who I am. So it's like, why, why feed life into things that aren't true? You know, for him, he's probably fearful for speaking out because the minute he speaks on it, it's going to be everywhere, right? right, right so like right. to not speak on it, and there's so many celebrities I know who go through public drama and they choose to not talk about it because they know it will put fuel to it. Mm -hmm. But then your good name is being run in the dirt. Right. And then when people drop you or comment on you, like anything can happen right now around this man and we're all going to talk about it. Right. Because they use us for the culture. And then after they get it, 
and they one thing they don't like, they just discard you. But like who's using us? Because we're because black folks are using them too. Black folks have this inferior complex, inferiority complex, where you feel like unless E Online or E News or Entertainment Tonight or or the Kardashians or whatever, unless, like Bad Bunny's a good example. We talked about him last week. You don't need a Kardashian. You don't need a Jenner for nothing. You are on top of the world. You are the most famous, most successful artist in the entire music industry. But fame is also a drug. And so you want, when you, yeah, you hitting that heroin, you smoking that crack, but it's not enough. You need more crack. And so more press, more adulation, more fanfare, more social media, it's a drug. And unfortunately, some of you overdose. And I think that with whatever happened in the car, how can you be in one of the biggest movies on, online right now in theaters? How can you be in such a rise in your own success? You walk around everywhere with a cup because you say it reminds you that it's half full, but then you pour your whole cup out all behind some girl. Like, really? And now everybody's throwing you out like a piece of trash. Even the army. That's crazy. The Even army. the army. He just did the Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Avengers movie. Now is supposed to come out 2025, 2026. He's supposed to play Dennis Rodman. In that 48 Hours in Vegas mm -hmm. movie, like, and it's just sad. All that's gone. Well, I don't think you should be canceled, Jonathan. I feel like no. you deserve your time in court. And if there is no court to be had because charges are dropped or there's not enough evidence, I think everybody needs to reinstate you and make you whole. I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I'm not a fan of this selective outrage and this, this politicking of dropping people. I also think your PR company should have kept you and saw you through this. And guys, that's what PR is for, unless they believe there's evidence to show that you're guilty. Now, I haven't seen the police report. I haven't seen any photos or any evidence. Um, but it's so crazy how we're so fast and so quick to rush to judgment when it comes to black celebrities. But on the other hand, you black celebrities have abandoned black culture and black media that I can't feel completely sorry for you. Um, and this is typically when you all try to come back is when you're on the rebound or when you're on the fall. But, you know, um, catch me, I'm falling. That's a song. I'm not singing it for you. You're on your own. So what do you think is the line to be drawn, whether to respond or not to stuff? Like, do you think he should respond? I think, well, I think that's a personal decision. I mean, for me, if you're going to go out and trash my good name and I start to see an impact on my bags, I'm going to go out there and say something. But I'm going to do it in a way that can stop the bleeding if it's not true now if it's true you shut the fuck up and you let it play its course mm -hmm. i mean i i choose now to not respond to things because the people i'm responding to don't matter mm -hmm. like twitter you know somebody's social media this that like you don't respond to that but when it or or a youtuber i don't respond to things that are beneath me okay mm -hmm. i respond to things that affect my bags. Now, if you affect my bag, you better have evidence because now I'm going to come for your bags. Now, that's the thing. And this is why I will say, you know, he needs to understand his legal recourse because if you're losing money or opportunities as a result of the claim that's not true, then who are you suing? You know, we've seen celebrities file counter lawsuits against people who make claims. I'm with all that. I, I'm with all that smoke. I filed a counterclaim recently against somebody who sued me for something wrong. You can go do the research. Um, so yeah, I, I just think he should do whatever to protect his bag. But I mean, the fact he's getting dropped by everybody is kind of sad. Yeah, it's like we, they know something that we don't know. Right. Like, right. It sounds like a little guilt, but I, I also want to know what led to that point. People not just strangling people, choking people. I've seen seriously like arguments where like girls go up, slap the crap out of a guy. I'm not for hitting anyone. I'm not definitely not a man hitting a woman, but 
you definitely should consider both parts because like nobody is just unless you're just a really violent angry person choking and grabbing somebody like it's you like you know he's a first of all she should know what she signed up for you're dating an a-list actor every woman is throwing the draws you know what it is you know what comes with the territory and then on top of that you know if somebody grabs my phone out of my hand i don't really know what i would do i wouldn't hit them but like well i had somebody recently back. grab a phone on my hand i didn't hit them so I didn't hit them. Either, I had a but... very serious conversation, but it goes back to setting boundaries. Right. And once you establish boundaries, and again, I don't know this relationship. I don't know whether it was this girl, if it was open relationship, if they was hanging out, whatever. Either way, I think everybody should keep their hands to themselves. We don't know what happened here. Specifically, what we're speaking about is him being dropped in the cancel culture world that we live in, where people are losing everything with no evidence. Um, and this is why, again, I think it's it's why I love Hollywood Unlocked and Jason Lee's show and the Jason Lee experience, Jason Lee brand, whatever, is that I own everything. I run it all. You can't cancel me. I'm still going to come here no matter what you say. I'm going to come here no matter what. You know, and I will take this as an opportunity to say, when I went on the podcast and I, uh, Don't Call Me White Girl, and I talked about um, Coyle Ray not coming on the show and whatever, and there was all this fallout, Coyle Ray called me and told me that she called Diddy to complain to him about what I said on a podcast as if Diddy was going to do anything to me. I don't work for Diddy. I own my own podcast. I own my own show. My show airs on Revolt in partnership with Diddy, who just texted me that he loves the show. And so the idea that she had the clout to try to push buttons to do anything was crazy to me. And the only reason why I entertained her foolery was because she's a young girl who clearly has not been guided or coached on how and who to fuck with. Because she was fucking with the devil and didn't understand the devil of the internet. Now, mm. I've given her a lot of graces. I've given a lot of people. But this whole cancel culture, this whole idea that people could pick up the phone. Coyle Ray thought she could call Diddy and tell Puff Daddy Diddy Sean Combs, who... I have a deal with to to do something to me for she having to cancel the show. Listen, she better cancel a world tour if she can book one. She better cancel a single if she can get it to the top of the charts. She better cancel her stylist if he overcharged her clothes. She better cancel something else or connect to God and figure out the disconnect to the cancel to heaven. But when it comes to everything over here, can't nobody cancel nothing over here. I've given a lot of you grace. The grace is almost over Oof. because they said. The battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. And the Lord said, nah, nigga, here, you can have it. So I'm about to take all the battles back on. Shout out to Lana Adams. Um, Jason Lee is going through something, but Jason Lee's on his way back. Just so you know, just so we're very right. clear. Because I've had celebrities try to call, have me killed. I've had celebrities do all types of crazy shit to me. And I still show up every day. I still go to the club. I still ride around with my gun. I still hang out and do what I do because ultimately I don't fear nobody but God. And that's why when people try to attack me online, going back to Jonathan Majors and what he's going through, the things that don't really line up with who I am as a person, they don't affect me. And I don't feel like I need to tell everybody. The only reason why I'm bringing out the Coil Ray tea, because now you guys are going to be all on YouTube talking about it, is because this person who's never even had a copper plaque had the idea that she had the authority to pick up the phone and cancel me. Everybody you ever want to do a song with, from J Balvin to Cardi B to Megan, to, to, they all in this phone, Diddy too. So the idea that anybody could pick up, and when she told me she called and tried to complain like that Diddy was my daddy, I, I, I gave her grace. I said, listen, I understand that you think I give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you talk about. But I'm here to tell you that don't take it personal. 
I was disappointed in myself then as I am in now as I'm reflecting on it that I gave her that much grace because I also told her I don't even get on the phone with y'all because I don't care about none of y'all that are mad. And what I've learned in this whole experience with grieving, and I know I may be going on a tangent now, but this is the podcast. It's not a scripted show. I can do whatever. Is I've given y'all so much grace that y'all think I'm pussy. I've given y'all some. I've allowed you to tuck your kids in at night. I've allowed you to keep your deals. I've allowed you to keep your little TikToks. I've allowed you so much grace. I've allowed you to be super. I've allowed y'all to do so much while y'all sat and play with me. And I also realized Charlemagne said something to me that I cannot shake. He said, you know, you're only useful. He said, you know, you're useless unless you can be used. And when I think about how many of y'all have tried to use me, I was telling Tamar this the other day, too that those days are over. Those pick up the phone days, those text me, those want to get on the phone days. And, and I had to tell another rapper's team this the other day. Y'all begged me to follow this person's career and then the minute they got on, y'all was trying to play now. No, no more of that. No more of that. So yes, this was a rant. And yes, I had to get off my chest because I'm telling you, I'm about to go to my Instagram at some point this afternoon and just rant and get some shit off because I've been holding a lot in. But either way, when it comes to this man, Jonathan Majors, or, or the Colores, Cancel culture is whack as fuck. And if he, this man hits you, you deserve everything that comes with that, Jonathan. You deserve to go to jail. You deserve to lose your deals. You deserve to go right back to serving uh, Chick-fil-A sandwiches or working at the Waffle House. But if you didn't, this girl deserves to go to prison because the same woman who had Emmett Till killed didn't go to prison. But girl, we need our reparations. So, mm. bye. I'm not over But there. I'm happy you brought up Koi because it's a perfect transition to our next topic. Speaking of Coyle Ray, her father, Benzino. Now, Benzino and I are actually cool. I like Benzino. But he's done something now because he's in the news talking about a dead man. He talking about Michael Jackson. So Benzino is saying that the king of pop, my friend, pop daddy, Jackson, called him directly and thanked him for dissing Eminem. Now, I don't know why we had to notice, Benzino. I don't know why. But then again, I don't know why you keep posting semi-nude photos on Instagram. But either way, we enjoy the show. Benzino, who's had a long-standing beef with Eminem, claims that Michael Jackson was mad about Eminem making fun of him in his Just Lose It music video. In the video, Eminem reenacted the moment Michael Jackson's hair caught fire during a Pepsi commercial. Now, I'm not laughing because I'm building a partnership with Pepsi. And for the amount of money Pepsi got, they could light my hair on fire. It's fine. I'll go to Turkey and get it back. Here's a photo of Eminem as Michael Jackson with his hair on fire. Now, I know that Michael Jackson was white when he died, but is that still blackface? That is blackface. That's blackface. Is that blackface? Yeah, it's blackface. They look like the Sammy Sosa's. I don't know. I don't want to get canceled, but I don't think so. <laughs> Why? Because they, their complexion's the same. Eminem didn't change his complexion. But he was emulating a black man. Rico just said it looked but like Sammy Sosa. I'm done. No, like, <laughs> well, Sammy Sosa, he did bleach his skin and he does look like a white man, but is he still Dominican, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. So therefore, oh, Michael wait, wait, Jackson. Wait, Sammy Sosa Dominican? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Michael Jackson is still black. To Blackface only means to imitate somebody in a disrespectful way. The way he's doing it. Well, technically, it's when you paint your face, when you're a white person that paints your face black. But, but he's black a white man shades. that painted himself. The white version of a black man. Yeah, but it's different shades of black. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like, well, that wasn't Sean Ross black. That wasn't that wasn't albino black. That was still that was still a black man. Anyway, Eminem has made fun of Michael's nose. Look at this photo right here. This is him posting posting a photo of Michael Jackson without his nose. Okay. Uh, uh. Now he made fun of Michael Jackson's child molestation allegations. I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. This is what he said. 
Or this is what he did. He had a bunch of kids jumping on a bed. Now, some would say this is art, but again, yes. it can't be art when white people are emulating black people or making fun of black people when black people do it, it's not, right? During a recent interview, Benzino claims when he spoke out against Eminem, Michael called him and thanked him. Michael Jackson called ben Michael Jackson called Benzino. This is what he said happened. Eminem came out, he just got different treatment like every other black, uh, any other black rapper, and I just didn't appreciate that. Let me tell you, the Michael Jackson called me one. 45 minutes. I was in the Turnberry in Miami. Mike Jackson called me. I knew Mike. I met Mike through Teddy. He got to spend some time. But Mike called me. I'm 45. He thanked me because when Eminem dissed him with the fire situation in the video, Mike called to, called to I remember his assistant, Raymond, put it on the phone, and I sat there, and I just listened to him. He was like, he thanked me. But then he started talking about Tommy Mottola and how he... <laughs> He started saying, Mike was using the devils. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, this was one of the greatest moments of my life that Mike was taught me. He was, and not saying it because not all white people are bad. We're not saying that. Not all of them are devils. But Mike was referring to the situation in the music industry, and, and he just was going on a rant. But I'll just never forget that. Like, he actually thanked me mm. because I kind of upheld, you know what I'm saying? Stood tall against. Against yeah. that. And I was at a point where I didn't have to answer to nobody. So where everybody was scared to say something, I was the only one who did it. And everything I said was true. I said that black people got hip-hop and we got white people to finally buy into us. And now they want to give the white people back somebody that they can buy into. Now, Michael Jackson was a nigga. I said this in my book. You got to go read it. God must have forgotten about me. He called me on the phone. I, I could see him calling up the founder of hip-hop. What would he have? Hip hop weekly, whatever. He created the source. He, you know, Benzino was big in hip hop. I could see him calling him, but I don't know that you needed to share that. But then again, it's your story, so I don't know. Do you think that that's true though? Because everyone in the comments is like, "Cap, cap, cap, Benzino's cap, Benzino's cap." Everybody said Beyonce ran for me. Wait, everybody I was going to say. Everybody said. Everybody said. People every, probably don't even believe that story. Everybody said Rihanna ran for me. Everybody says they don't. I mean, people don't say they don't believe Michael called me because the people that actually knew Michael who read my book, they're like, "Yo, like they, you know, they tell me that that's really how he is." So, yeah, people, but see, I think because people in the comments on social media only respond based on whether they like the person or not. If, if, if Rihanna said Michael Jackson called her, everybody would believe the conversation. If Beyonce said Michael Jackson called her and shared details, everybody would believe it. Patti LaBelle, they would believe it because you like them. But the minute you say Jason, Jason Lee, Michael Jackson called Jason Lee. Michael Jackson called Jason Lee before he was Jason Lee. So yes, I mean, yeah, it's 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 probably not believable to some because of how they don't like him. But I could believe it. There was one thing that he said that made me believe it. Because other than that, I'm like, eh. he said Teddy Riley. I know for a fact that Teddy Riley was best friends with Michael Jackson. So when he said Teddy Riley reached out to him, I'm like, um, that could make sense because Teddy Riley and Michael Jackson worked together very closely like Dark Child and him at the time. So I believe it. I mean, on top of like you, I've been around you for like, what, 16 years? People would never believe the calls that I witnessed or the rooms that we're in or the, or the things that we see. If I tell people, it sounds like we're bragging or name dropping, even though that's what's really happening. And I want to tell people because I'm like, I'm from Jersey City, the hood. I didn't say that a long time. But at the end of the day, it's like, for me, I still feel like that little black boy. So when I see you in those rooms and I hear these calls, I'm like, he really is talking but, to Christian. But it's laughable to me because what, what am I going to do? Go online and tell everybody every day who I'm talking to, this or that. No. You started the job here. A week later, you you met the president. I'm not gonna tell every the president of the United States. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go every day and tell these stories because I'm living the experience. 
you're living through my experience. So there's a difference. We are not the same. We're, we're in different places in life. I think my cup says we're not the same. And the reason why I coined we are not the same. By the way, you can get this mug on hollywoodunlock.com slash shop right now. Um, yeah, you know, you can sign up for it on May 8th, the drops, but like, we're not the same. And the reason why I say we're not the same is because I'm actually living out my dreams. I'm living in the moment. I'm at the tables. You're watching them. Um, and it's okay. And, and I'm not saying that to my fans to be shady because you guys actually are putting me at the tables. It's the people who are the doubters, the detractors, the people in the comments. I don't do what I do for none of y'all. Benzino, I believe you. I'm going to call Teddy Riley today, though, to verify. And I will come back next week and say if you're full of shit. But um, and I do have Teddy's number. So I am going to call Teddy and ask him. But I believe him. I don't think that somebody would go and cap that big for like for the world to see. Now, I, I, I noticed um, that the person who connected me with Michael is still alive somewhere. She's like 80 years old now. She's his old assistant. I want to track her down. Her name is Evie. You can Google Michael Jackson's assistant, Evie. If we can find her, I would love to like interview her or sit down with her because she was the person that made Michael call me. Um, wow. But anyway, this since I did show you guys this um, coffee mug, <laughs> this tea mug that's available, I might as well show you the commercial now. The Gag Nation line is finally here. So you know when somebody tells me that I can't do something, what am I gonna do? I'm going to do it. So I didn't just build my own show, The Jason Lee Show, I built my own merch line too. Why? Because the Gag Nation, all of you, you're my family, and everything's fire. Trust me, we got sneakers, robes, hoodies, slides, mugs, and a smoker's bundle with trays and grinders for all y'all that do all of that. It's a limited time drop. It's only here one time, so once it's sold out, you're never gonna get it again. So head over right now to the website, hollywoodunlock.com slash shop to secure your spot right now. Congratulations! Here we go. Jesus! <laughs> Either way, it's a celebration. Um, can you please take the flower off the... Thank you. You never warn us. Right. Well, you're not supposed to be warned. It's a warning. The Bible says warning comes before destruction. Hey. Either way, go destroy your credit cards on hollywoodunlock.com slash shop. My girl Megan is back in the news. Now, I haven't uh, talked to Megan in a couple weeks now, but I did tell her I'm so happy to see her come back because I was really nervous about how she was going to come back from this whole trial. You know, not only was she in trial for the 2020 shooting where she said that Tory Lane shot her, she was in trial of public opinion because you guys trashed the fuck out of her. You guys, you know, I try to maintain a balance because I was talking to Tori and I was talking to Meg because I was trying to secure either interview. But, but I look, I'm that, that's what I do. But I wasn't playing into either's ego. If you see my text message with Tori, it was very much, you know, he wanted me, he was thanking me for being fair, my team being fair, but he was also very clear it was very clear that i wasn't supporting him and even though his publicity team was trying to get me to run their narrative and sending me documents that didn't add up to what the final outcome has been and then megan she wasn't even trying to get me to believe anything i was just more comforting her and saying hey checking in you good okay because i wanted to make sure i was cool on both ends 
no, no matter how the outcome happened, because I still want to interview Tori and I still want to interview Meg. But now Megan is now talking about this shooting and the trial that's ensued where, you know, after two years of the whole public opinion about her rooted in not believing what she had to say, she now is, you know, enjoying the fact that Tori has been found guilty. Now, Tori's verdict of being found guilty uh, is, you know, I guess it's up in the air for a lot of people because his team is now trying to overturn it and asking to appeal the decision and having a new trial. But Megan has moved on and she just did an interview with Elle magazine. And one thing I will say before I get into what she said with Elle, is that I've been very critical of Meg. And what I love about Meg is she's the one person I've been really critical about who did take it personal at first, but came back around to fix it. When she dropped her first album and it didn't sell that well, I was very critical of her doing Marie Claire. And you know, I went on a whole rant about it and everybody thought I hated Meg and I was attacking her, but I was really saying that I, I feel again that Black artists need to stay with the culture because, you know, when you guys go to Marie Claire and these other places, they're not going to help you move your units the way that you want to. And that's when you end up selling 10,000. Well, either way, um, Megan called me when her last album came out because she wanted me to be a part of the rollout. She wanted me to host a dinner with all of the culture and, and media and her label, who she's into it with, just didn't make it happen. So me and Megan were on the phone. We we're FaceTime. We we're planning. It all. I was going to host a big dinner. I had a whole invite list. And it just never happened. Um, but we were talking specifically about her coming on Hollywood Unlocked and doing an interview. So I know, I hope that happens soon when she comes to the Jason Lee show. But what I will say is that she did an interview with Elle magazine where she spoke on the shooting. And she did it by explaining to her that it, you know, it explained to the, uh, the public how she felt about the whole experience. Now, let me first show you the photos that she took because they were amazing. There was this one. And this is the cover, and these are the two covers. Now, shout out to my friend Law Roach, who's also a fan and friend of Hollywood Unlocked, who's been very supportive. He styled her for that. Now, she wrote an open letter to the magazine. This is what she said. I understand the public intrigue, but for the sake of my mental health, I don't plan to keep reliving the most traumatic experience of my life over and over again. I'm choosing to change the narrative because I'm more than just my trauma. Not only did I survive being shot by someone I trusted and considered a close friend, but I overcame the public humiliation of having my name and reputation dragged through the mud by that individual for the entire world to see. She also went on to say the guilty verdict was more than just vindication for me. It was a victory for every woman who has ever been shamed, dismissed, or blamed for a violent crime committed against her. Now, she said specifically directly to the uh, other survivors, she said, please know that your feelings are valid. You matter. You are not at fault. You are important. You are loved. You are, you are not defined by your trauma. You can continue to write beautiful new chapters to your life story. Just because you are in a bad situation doesn't mean you are a bad person. Our value doesn't come from the opinions of other people. As long as you stand your ground and live in your truth, nobody can take your power. I thought that that was powerful, and I love the fact that she spoke out. Let me go ahead and give you an applause really quick. I love the fact that you're owning and controlling your narrative, and I do. I've been texting Meg. By the way, she looks snatched as fuck. I don't know what she been in the gym, party been working that ass out, whatever, but she looks great. I've been texting her updates as I see her, like, yo, you look great. I love your energy, and I love that she's been able to come back, and I love that people are supporting her. But I will say to all you celebrities who are out there taking sides against her, don't try to get no feature. Don't try to get on her album. Don't ask her to come and drop it like it's hot and have a hot girl summer with your, with your whack asses because she kept them names. I know she's been paying attention to all the memes and all the tweets and all this and that because a lot of you celebrities were dick riding Tori when you thought she was lying and you really shitted on her. And now that the world and women are rallying behind her, you better be careful because if she really tap into that power, she's going to fuck all y'all cells up. 
So Never. I don't know. Are you are you glad that she's back? Yes, and I feel like it was such a classy way to do it through a magazine with the quote, because everyone I feel like just chooses Tamara Hall or some type of show just to go on and share that. But I feel like she took the power in releasing a statement like this. It was very classy. What and I noticed that she came back what when she did the she threw the baseball. Yeah, even that was such a random way to pop out looking bomb. That was fire. She looked bad. She looked great. I think she's doing everything right. Mm -hmm. Whoever her team is now, and it seems like her label, I've seen the 15, I think it's 1501 or whatever the the company's called, the guy out there in Texas, he's actually come out and tried to apologize because clearly now, I mean, it's kind of too late, but I see that people are trying to get in her good graces, and I feel like, you know, Meg, keep doing you and bring your ass over to the Jason Lee Show because I'm not letting up (laughs) at all. And now it's time for... Thoughts and prayers. Last week, I asked America, what have you done with yourself? And a week later, my question is, and still stands, this country loves its Second Amendment right more than its kids. Every damn week, we are reminded of this. And every damn week, we are reminded that our black lives don't matter either. We demand justice for Rob Yarl. We don't want to see another thug with his white hood or alleged hood in the closet. In the closet, get away with that nerve or the nerve of thinking that it's something he can do. Or rather, the privilege of Andrew Lester telling police he was using self-defense because he was scared of a little 16-year-old black boy who rang the wrong doorbell. Now, his old decrepit ass deserves prison time. We don't want to see him use self-defense or mental incapacity as a scapegoat. America, we are tired. Tired of tired of being tired. And we're handing out ass whoopings everywhere you can see from Walmart to the superstore. Everywhere we are, we're going to hand them out because you can't tell me that that black woman who dragged the fuck out that white woman, you can't tell me that she was wrong for that. Who called The girl called her the N-word. And you can't tell me that she's not tired of that too. Now let that be an example to the rest of all of y'all that we're fed up. We are tired of being tired. And we're tired of your racism. We're tired of America's racism. You don't care about our black children. You don't care about our black men. And you don't care about our black women. America let Meg the Stallion get drug all over social media. She got drugged through the mud after she was told that she got shot and then told us she got shot. And we told her there was no way that he would shoot her. But as I mentioned before, protecting black women is selective outrage in America. But let a white woman allege domestic violence or sexual abuse when the man is black. Y'all gonna lock his ass up. Toss the key away and make an example out of him. Shout out to Jonathan Majors. Now, his alleged victim, who was allegedly a white woman, was flying high with him until his arrest. And now we're seeing him lose everything. But not how Eminem just lost it and made fun of black legends' misfortunes in white blackface. Even then, we saw how black lives are used for entertainment. And when Benzino or anyone else calls these things out, they're not taken seriously. Whether or not Michael really or really didn't call Benzino and thank him for dissing Slim Shady Shady ass video, him calling him a culture vulture might not be too far off. I'm just saying. Now, y'all want our music, you want our style, our butts, our penises, And shout out to the Kardashians, our lips too. You want our whole damn culture, but won't let us progress or even breathe the same air as y'all. America, I'm tired. We all tired of being tired. I'm about to go live my best life like Chance over there and shake what my mama gave me. And forget all my family and friends and all them, everything everybody got to say. But until then, I'm going to keep showing up and using myself, all my self-built platforms in my voice to call out the fuckery that I see until we see some change. That's it. That's the Jason Lee Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love every single one of you. Thank you to my bullpen, the people holding me down here at the Jason Lee Podcast. Make sure that you're watching the Jason Lee Show. Now, the next week's episode is going to be five. 
and it's going to light up social media because this person says some things that we do not condone at the Jason Lee show, but we're going to air it anyway because it's going to get us the views. Our next guest is the one and only da -da -da -da, Sukiana. <laughs> now, Suki with a good coochie had a lot to say, and this is what she, this is a clip. I feel like when it comes to women, you guys have to overly prove yourself, overly prove your word, prove your worth, prove what you say or what you believe. And um, I just don't feel that that's fair. Why do you feel like that exists? And what do you feel like it's going to take to get rid of that? I do not know why we have it so hard when it comes to things like that. Like, if we say something, like we get a, in, in some type of issue with a male, it's like people just think that we're lying. I don't understand why. Like. I don't know. But listen, I done had like th what, three of these. I don't even know if I should be speaking on this shit. Should I? Because I don't want to say nothing wrong now. I mean, shit. you just say. Uh, you I don't know why they don't let us be. It's, that's from the days of time back to slavery. We women in America couldn't even vote at one Because Coretta point. Scott King could have never said shit. I love Coretta and yeah. I love Martin Luther Martin King. Because Martin was cheating on Coretta. Oh, uh, no, let me Allegedly. tell you something. What my great grandfather told me about uh, Martin Luther King. If your great grandma gave him Martin head, I'm done. No, no, no. Over. She might have did, but she said he had a big old country dick. That's what she said. Martin Luther King had a big old country dick. <laughs> Your grandma said about Martin Luther King. Had a big old country dick. All right, make sure you're following us everywhere on social media. We're, we can be followed at Hollywood Unlocked, The Jason Lee Show. And also, we are everywhere that podcasts stream, including SoundCloud now. So make sure that you're checking us out everywhere. All right, so until then, I'm out. Peace. The Jason Lee Podcast.